Father, we want to thank you for another opportunity to have this meeting with you. We glorify your name. We bless your name, even for the studies that we've had on the parable of the soils thus far. As we conclude in this meeting, we ask, Lord, that you speak like never before, glorify your name, and help us to understand the very import of the state of our hearts vis-a-vis your word. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. In our last study, we discussed the good and honest heart and noted the following about it. We said there is no dishonesty or deception in this individual. When they are wrong, they admit it at once and make amends. We said they readily accept, understand, and keep the word of God, which they have heard, and they do them. We noted that these qualities, that is accepting the word of God, understanding it, keeping the word of God, and doing them, these are the qualities that make the word of God to blossom, be productive, and effective in people's lives. We noted also that the good and honest heart receives the word of God with anticipation, knowing the tremendous blessings in keeping it. They therefore listen attentively to God's message and are careful to put it to practice. They are not careless hearers, but careful listeners who listen with a heart of meekness. They do not argue or debate God's word. Instead, they accept it and quickly put it to practice. We noted that when they hear the word of God, they keep it in their memory, pray about it, and expect results from it. We saw the example of Mary, the mother of Jesus, who heard all the prophecies concerning the Lord Jesus Christ when he was a baby. And the Bible says that she kept those things in her heart. Little wonder, when they went to the wedding at Cana in Galilee, and there was no more wine, she went to him. Jesus had never done a miracle up till that time. But because of all that she had heard and she had retained and kept, she told the servants, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And the Lord Jesus Christ gave the attendants who were there instructions. They cried instructions out. They took the water that he told them to draw and give to the masters of ceremony. They did. And the man said, wow, you have kept the best wine for the last. So when we keep the word of God in our hearts, we are able to make it productive in our lives. Then we also saw that when life's challenges come the way of the fellow with a good and honest heart, they can weather the storm with patience and endurance because they have kept the word of God in their hearts. They have built their lives upon the rock that is Jesus Christ and are putting it to practice regardless of the challenges that they are facing. And so they are able to endure such challenges and overcome. We noted that they patiently bear enduring fruit. They do not rush through life, but patiently endure the process to maturity. You see, when you do not go through the process of growing a tree, the fruit may bud, but after some time it begins to fall off because it did not get to maturation. Now, for the person with a good and honest heart, because that person is patient and enduring, it goes through all the process that is required to bring forth fruit. And so it bears fruit with patience and brings the fruit to maturity. The good and honest heart know the value of the word of God and they keep it in their heart for all time. They're not just there to get one word now so that they can begin to do something for today and then they forget about it tomorrow. No, they keep it in their hearts for all time and make sure that it is useful and applied as at when it is needed. They recognize that suffering is a part of the gospel of Jesus Christ and that life has its ups and downs. And so when things are okay, 
they are happy with it. When things are down, they go through the grind. Like Paul wrote and said that he has learned both to abound and to be abased. And that is the life of one who has a good and honest heart. He does not gripe, grumble, murmur, complain when things are down, then go on a party spray when things are up, only to come back again when things are down and complain and murmur. No, a true believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, one with a good and honest heart, is one who recognizes the ups and downs in life, but he, as a believer, walks on a straight line as it were. The good and honest heart bears fruit in varying degrees. What is important is that they bear fruit. We concluded that the good and honest heart is fruitful and that the goal for every believer in Christ is to have a good and honest heart. A heart that is not deceptive, but one that honestly assesses itself. Such a heart can only come from God working on us. We noted that the Lord Jesus Christ said, make the tree good and its fruit will be good. And so it is incumbent on us to submit ourselves to God's work in our lives. And as we surrender our lives to God and allow him to do his work, we will become good ground for God's word to grow and produce good fruit. Now let's take our text for this final discussion. Luke chapter 8 verse 11 to 15. Luke chapter 8 verse 11 to 15. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root, who believe for a while, and in time of temptation fall away. Now the ones that fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity. But the one that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. In this meeting, we shall conclude our discussion on the parable of the soils by looking at how it affects you. So this is basically going to be a personalized discussion. The first thing I want us to note in looking at this parable, general and as it affects us, is that you need to appreciate that the word of God is powerful, that the word of God is able to heal, it is able to transform, it is able to save, it is able to build faith, it is able to make you live right before God, and many other things that we had learned in the course of this series. Yet, you must be willing to receive it. If you are unwilling to receive the word of God, the benefits of the word of God will not benefit you. Not only must you be willing to receive it, you must be willing also to retain and recite it by way of meditation. Because unless it is a part of your life through meditation, you are not going to be able to do the next step, which is to be able to respond appropriately to it by doing what it demands of you. So unless these three things are present in our lives, the word of God will not benefit us. You must be willing to receive the word of God. You must be willing to retain and recite it. And you must be willing to respond appropriately and do what it demands. The crucial thing about the word of God is that unless your heart is right before God, that is, 
it has been made a good and honest heart, you will not be able to benefit from its tremendous blessings. Indeed, every human being is born with a bad heart as a result of the sin of Adam and Eve. But when we come to the Lord Jesus Christ, we have the opportunity of presenting this bad heart before the Lord and allowing him to change that heart into a good and honest heart. Hence, you must commit your heart to God so that through the Holy Spirit, he would turn your heart into a good and honest heart. Unless this operation of God by the Spirit of God takes place in your heart, it cannot be good and honest. And if it is not good and honest, the Word of God will not benefit you. No matter how productive a seed is, if you put it in the wrong soil, it will not produce anything. If you take the most genetically modified seed and plant it in the Sahara Desert, it will die because it does not have the capacity to grow in that soil. So the soil is the crucial thing and that is why I called it the parable of the soils. And that is exactly what the Lord Jesus Christ was trying to teach. That if the heart is good and honest, then it can receive, it can retain, it can respond appropriately to the word of God. If it is not good, the word of God is not going to be valuable to that person. The word of God is not going to be a blessing to those who are hearing. The word of God will just come in one way and go out the other way. And you will be wondering, how come we are not receiving the fullness of the blessings of the word of God? Thus, Jesus Christ taught that unless the Holy Spirit sanctifies you, which is a process that you must willingly submit to, you will not be blessed by the word of God. You must allow the spirit of God to sanctify you. What does it do? And I will explain this. He purges you of the old. He purifies you. He perfects you. He introduces the new life into you. These are things that you must willingly submit to. Every little thing the Holy Spirit tells you to do, you do it. As you are obeying the Spirit of God, you are being sanctified. The more you obey, the more sanctified you are. The less obedient you are, the less sanctified until you are back to the days of sin and hardened hearts. So until sanctification takes place, you will not be blessed by the word of God. You may be blessed by some word, which is not the word of God, but not the word of God. It is sanctification of the Spirit that makes it possible for the Word of God to be a blessing to us because through sanctification, we are able to obey God. It is that obedience to the Word of God that brings the tremendous blessings of the Word of God upon our lives. When that sanctification has taken place as a result of our committing our hearts to God, you will hear the Word of God and it will do you good. But if sanctification has not taken place in your life, you will hear the word of God, but it will do you no good because the soil which is supposed to produce the fruit is not productive, is not able to do the work that it should do. And so it cannot profit the listener who is casual, who is careless, who is carefree. But the one who is a careful listener, the one who has submitted his heart, and has been made good and honest through the operation of the Spirit of God, is one that the Word of God becomes productive and effective in his or her life. If you find that you do not understand God's Word, or you find it 
hard or difficult to assimilate and apply the word of God to your life. You need to seek God's face in prayer and fasting so that he can change your hard heart to a good and honest heart. One of the things that we have learned from all of this is that until your heart is supple to receive the word of God, there is a hardness in it. If you are going to be able to break the hardness of your heart, you must go to God in humility with prayer and fasting, and that will be broken. Again, if you find that you are more focused on the affairs of this life and its concerns and pleasures, rather than what God wants you to do, you need to talk to God and fast so that these preoccupations are gotten rid of in your life. That is the life that is all consumed, is full of all the cares of this world. Until the cares are removed, nothing productive is going to happen in that life. When your heart has been made right before God, you will notice that you will have joy whenever the word of God is preached in spirit and truth. Indeed, when somebody is bringing a false message, you will know that there's something wrong with this message because the joy that usually would accompany your hearing of the word of God will not be there. And so you already have a litmus test, as it were, of being able to chalk up what is not God's and retain what is God's. You will notice when your heart has been made right before God that you will indeed desire and delight in the word of God. That is, you will hunger and thirst for the word of God and you will be filled as a result. And in being filled by the word of God, you will have your life being made productive. You will see the fruit of the word of God in operation in your life. When your heart has been made right before God, you will know the unspeakable joy that goes with the word of God as a personal experience rather than an expression or testimony by others. One of the challenges of the believer when it comes to the word of God is the personal experience. We hear testimonies of this happened to brother A, this happened to brother C, but we are yet to personally experience it. But when our hearts have been made good and honest, we will experience everything that the word speaks about for our lives. Another thing that we will observe when our hearts have been made right with God is that you will want to do the word of God at all times. It is something that will be a delight for you. The next thing is that if there is one thing that you will not want to happen to you, it will be a separation between you and God. In fact, your heart would have been so neat with God's that it would be inconceivable that you would be able to live without God. And the truth is, you cannot. So you will get to the place where everything about your life is because of God, is tied to God. You cannot take decisions until you confer with God. Even when it comes to running an organization, you want to seek the face of God to know what to do. That is a good and productive heart. That is a good and honest heart. Our last words on this subject. If your heart is right before God, the word of God will grow in your life. Otherwise, it will not. If after at least one year in the Lord, you are not finding joy in the word of God, you need to fast before the Lord and seek his face for a transformation. Indeed, in the space of one year, you should be teaching the word of God 
at least in small groups, you should be able to have a group of people that you are having Bible fellowship with, that you are sharing the word of God with on a, if not daily, weekly basis. If a child does not find their home a pleasant place to stay, they will run away from home. Unfortunately, when they run away from home, they end up in street gangs and destroy themselves. If a child of God does not find joy in God, he will run into the world. And sadly, the sorrow of the sinner will be the result for him. Therefore, it is incumbent on us to find joy in God. The only way we can find joy in God is by making sure that our hearts have been turned to that of a good and honest heart. Henceforth, your disposition to the word of God must be to welcome it and do whatever is needed from you. That disposition requires sanctification and willingness on your part to always do God's bidding. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, King of kings and Lord of lords, we want to thank you for this parable of the soils that you have taught us. I pray, Almighty God, that as we have heard, Father, we will submit and surrender to you so that through your spirit, the operation of a transformed life will be ours. The operation of cutting off the old sinful life, the old sinful nature, and the putting in of the new life will be ours. Commit everyone, Lord, as they come to you, seeking your face for this life-transforming work of your spirit in their lives, that, Father, let it happen for them and let there be testimonies of that which you are doing in their lives. Thank you, everlasting Father. Blessed be your name, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.